Hey there, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars The Clone Wars and founder of Her Universe, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye by Saturday night. Good evening, everybody. It's TalkCast 181, and it's Fright Hole Clam Night here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 405, past the Motel 6.778 that still has the light on for you, directly adjacent to the book burning for alternative heating and energy, and next to the fried Pillsbury Doughboy cloning and Pizza Hut. Wow. Okay, I've got to, I've got to edit that, and I'll do it next week. I'm the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight, many of the usual suspects and, and a very, very special guest tonight. We'll be talking with them later. In the Revere Time Vortex, violent soundboard vixen, chief architect of all that is technical and caffeinated, queen of unstable petroleum byproducts, Kriana. Don't touch anything. That's What's Kriana. this button do? No! No, seriously, this button is cool. No. What does it do? Oh, all right. From the stacks in her personal silence zone of the Dank Dungeon reading room, she's cool, she's calm, she collected. She's got a robot. She knows how to use it. It is Zombrarian. If you touch things, time will reassert itself. But but time, I, I'm a fixed point in time. I'm fine. There's no problem. From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire... Our beautiful ingenue, the woman red hot, icy cold, joined by Barnabas, her zombie cat. It is the dead redhead. Buttons are cool. Are they? <laughs> Big friendly Okey ones are. Jokey. Big red buttons are cool. <laughs> <laughs> our guests tonight are some people who will come in later in the show to talk about seeing the sneak preview of Iron Man 3. It's going to be full of spoilers, so if you're a spoiler freak, too damn bad. Just saying. And to all of you people in the peanut gallery tonight, when it comes to the spoilers, if there's anything in particular you'd like to know, feel free to ask. Yeah, all zero people in the peanut gallery. Perfect. Yay. Absolutely perfect. Just the way we like it. Empty. No. <laughs> yeah, that way I can eat all the peanuts. <laughs> okay, that was funny. Wow, the caffeine is really doing a wonder for you tonight, kiddo. I'm glad somebody has some caffeine in them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, it's it's been a weird week of, of, of crap going on, uh, personally, professionally, emotionally, uh, science fictionally. Can I say science? Is, is that a word? Yes, yes science it is now. Okay, is cool. Grammatically? Uh, grammatically, screw it. How many of them? But, like... Three things happened this week that I think are absolutely freaking hilarious. Um, 
And I, I'm going to start with the thing that I thought was probably the most hilarious thing that I have seen. Really? Which this... thing do you think that is also kind of hilarious that is a thing that happened this week that is hilarious? Really? Really? Can I get to that? Yes. I, I don't know. Are you going to ever? <laughs> uh, well, here's my problem. <laughs> Too much caffeine. I lost it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, no. Great article about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are not actually aliens now. And Kevin Eastman actually acknowledges and Michael Bay and, and they all kind of mea culpa it and I can't find the friggin' article. Son of a bitch. Yeah, let's just hope that movie never happens anyway, because... Well, it's going to happen. No, it's not. Oh, no. Michael Bay. Michael however, Bay. however, speaking of Kevin, if anybody's going to be in Rochester, New Hampshire... Well, ten of you. This weekend, tonight, well, today, while the show's on, it, while, while you're in Rochester, New Hampshire, nobody will ask, and we will not call the cops on you, but there's a comic store out there called Jetpack, I believe. Yes, it is Jetpack Comics. And Mr. Eastman will be there so with, with the lovely Fiona, who... Who is Fiona's Fiona? A friend. Fiona used to be the caretaker of the Words and Pictures Museum of Northampton, Mass., that was oh, owned by Kevin Eastman. Oh, of course. And Fiona was wonderful. She helped put together all the logistics so that X and I could get married at the museum. So oh. she's the lovely Fiona. So tell her that Tracy and Brian said hi. I wish I could find that goddamn son of a bitch. Did you not I put it in the you like five Oh, I did, too. I did, and, and the link is wrong. <laughs> I just, oh. Yeah, see? Nice it's... job, Dome. Hey, you know nice something? Nice job. I've had a bad week, you know? I've just, I've, I've just had a bad week. That's all I'm Dome, saying. Dome is starting to sound like Artie. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dome, did you kill everyone and then reset time? Again. Um, yeah, well, there is that, isn't there? <sighs> so, well, Dome tries well, screw to it, I can't find, Screw it! It doesn't exist. It's not there. Shoot me. Okay. Okay! Go <laughs> on! Moving <laughs> hmm? on. So... So somebody else say something, damn it! So speaking of things that are funny, there you Chick Fil A hasn't been so far to go on. <laughs> Chick Fil A, um, nobody clicked the link until I've told you. I warned you already. Okay, we have. Uh, Chick Fil A decided to do a promotion for Mother's Day, and they decided that their great idea for a promotion would be Mother Son Date Night. And what franchise oh did they choose to promote this mother-son oh, oh, I have a guess. Idea? I have a guess. I have a guess. Can I guess? It's Game of Thrones. That was my guess. <laughs> okay, so my really, guess is they've never watched it? I don't know. I, none of their promotional materials acknowledges that this is hysterically funny. It's all like... Dress up in medieval costumes and take your mom to Chick Fil A for sandwiches. Oh my god! And I'm like, god. what? Really? And then and have some incest while you're at it. Yeah, it's like, or have her beheaded, one or the other. 
mother-son dates, and there's pictures of Cersei and Joffrey. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you not This is the company that that went nuts over same-sex marriages and right. hates it. Right. But, but incest, that's cool. Incest, that's cool. Wow. Hey, it's practically <laughs> traditional. Hey, you look pretty. <laughs> Mama. Oh! Mama. <laughs> Gross. So, oh, this yeah, is, if you're, this if you're degenerating quickly. you this weekend. So or next, Mother's no, Day, next weekend. Take next your weekend. mom out for some incest and... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. And tell them Chick-fil-A sent you. That's right. <laughs> oh my god. So please, yeah, say hi to the corporate agency that decided this was a good idea. Oh my god, Dear you see our loser. I'm waiting for them to pull it because there's no way they knew. Hey, there's maybe no if we keep quiet, they'll go through with it. That would be even funnier. You know, this is like when um the uh, oh, and now I'm gonna pull a dome and forget his name. The artist who does the Prince. Uh, series Milk and Cheese and uh, for oh, milk and, and milk and cheese. And Walt Disney approached them and was like, Hey, we want to do a cartoon of milk and cheese. And he said, You do realize they're alcoholic and they're assassins and kill everybody they come near, right? And Disney, Disney never called went... them back. <laughs> They're like, no, we did no. Thank, thanks for actually reading it. I have the best spoiler ever. Uh oh. And go ahead, River Song. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> the best spoiler ever accurate. is the rumor that is currently out that most people are saying is actually true. The new movie, The Man of Steel. Uh oh. Yeah. Okay. Upon which took, yeah. Nobody. Nobody cares about it. But. No, no, no. A lot of people care about it. Nobody important. But now, now they're going to stop caring about it. Because... If you've ever read a Superman comic, yeah. you know how wrong this is. In the new movie, The Man of Steel, uh -huh. Krypton exists. Wait, what? Pardon me? I don't see the problem. Krypton exists. They, they retconned Star Trek, so... You know, Vulcan just used to be Krypton. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I funny. think that's what's going on here. You think J.J. Abrams has something to do with this? Is that what you're yes. saying? Kriana, this new, drink, this, this new crystal light of yours, I think, is a good thing. <laughs> I think I may need to go get some more. <laughs> Wow. The reason they're saying this is the fact is in a recent article in which the director of uh, Man of Steel was uh, interviewed is this quote. Mm -hmm. Why are you talking like Captain Kirk? I don't know. <laughs> Why? Are you I'm going talking? to talk like Superman. I'm That's William Shatner, and Zod, I'm over Boardwalk Empire's Michael Shannon, a Kryptonian tyrant who wants Clark to join him back on Krypton, which would mean abandoning his post as defender of the weaklings of Earth. Zod wants him to go back to Krypton. 
Well, okay. Which means uh, it exists. No. That's, uh, that's no very wrong. Shit. You were and cool also, with Vulcan being destroyed, but you're not cool with Krypton. No, I'm not cool with any of that bullshit. Oh, okay. Just just I making am, sure. I was playing the hypocrisy game. Okay. Yeah. Um, then you lose twice, but fine. Like, even discounting all the other plot holes that have entered into this now, isn't Earth's son what makes Superman special? And when he goes back to Krypton, isn't he just a normal dude? That oh. is correct. But it's also correct that the only reason he leaves Krypton is that it's been destroyed. Well, yes, but I watched Lois and Clark the New Superman Adventures. Um, You're admitting that? Oh, my God. You shouldn't watch that You should just say, I watched one of the Superman franchises. There you go. I was watching a Superman franchise in which there was a simulated Krypton, and he was very surprised to be a normal dude. Exactly. Exactly. Under the red sun of Krypton, he has no power. <sighs> Biatch. You know, once again, we, how many times do X and I have to say this? DC sucks at movies, okay? They should just stop. Well, you know why? They could do cartoons. they don't have Joss. They could do cartoons, but they should really stay away from movies. I don't know. A couple of the live-action Batmans have been watchable. Some more than others. Some more than others. George Clooney as Batman should never have happened. I haven't really enjoyed Batman since 1968, but we won't go there. Yeah, well, I don't want to talk about how you enjoyed Batman. That's all. Oh, God. What? Hey, creepy George. No, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) I did nothing. I did nothing. Dome, you just have a lecherous tone of voice. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, it's my turn. I'm going to pick something. I'm throwing a dart at my screen, actually. Wait, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. No whammies, no whammies. Go on. I'm going to go with Lecherous. Um, okay. Brian Fuller wants to make a Star Trek TV show, but because Paramount and J.J. Abrams are raging dickheads, <laughs> they're not going <laughs> to let him. Deal. Case in point for their raging dickheadedness. Go on. The, the captain that he would cast is Angela Bassett. Hello. I'd watch that Holy show. Holy crap. Best idea She is ever. gorgeous. She can order me Best to do whatever she'd like. Best idea since uh, Voyager. I bet she has good managerial skills. I bet she does. I'm just saying. I would like to experience them. But I, I, love, I love his... Uh, whoa, 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 uh, wait. Yeah, yeah. And Rosario Dawson would be in it. And they're not letting them do this, then they're insane. They would have more men watching that show and more just everybody watching that show. And me. Hello. They would have me. I said, and everybody. Yeah, yeah. And even me, oddly enough. Are you kidding? Angela Lansbury would be awesome. It's unanimous. Angela Lansbury? Bassett. Bassett. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. Oh, my God, Dom. It'll, it'll be Star Trek Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> Star Trek, She Wrote, starring Angela Lansbury and Rosario Dawson. I love it. Oh, my God. Maybe Angela oh Lansbury could be oh like the, the admiral, the old admiral that always gives people <laughs> advice. My migraine. <laughs> like, like, Angela Bassett would call her and she'd be like, the engineer did it. 
Blame it on Uhura. Yeah. <laughs> Who killed this red shirt? Sorry. Has, has anybody been watching Arrow at all? No, not lately. I'm behind. I've got to tell you, um, not only is it getting better and better, uh, the writing is consistent. It's wonderful. It's gotten picked up for a second season. Uh, this may be the best. There, there are two really good series this year that have just blown it away. Two, two brand new series, Arrow and Orphan Black. And both of them have gotten a second season already. I, I will say, related to that, that James Marsters was on Warehouse 13. and Yes, he was. <laughs> you know, he, st- he had his brown hair, so he's not as hot as when he has his blonde hair. But he did have the British accent. And he was playing a, a 700-year-old guy, so that was kind of hot. Was he named Spike? No, he was named Saint uh, Sebastian. Ah, okay. No, no, he wasn't Saint He was Saint uh, Germain. Saint Germain. Brother Spike. Brother Spike. <laughs> <laughs> My brother Data. My brother Data. <laughs> I miss brother Data. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> he was so great. So, okay. so next season... Uh, Dear Brent Spiner, you can outcreep Dome any day. Yeah, pretty can much, I, huh? Can I can I start the Kickstarter stuff off? Oh, one Kick more. Off the Kickstarter, then, you mean? One more, one yes. more, and then we'll go move right to it. How about that? The, o- the only thing that I wanted to talk about was a TV di- TV guide did a, a series of ten shows for next season that you cannot miss. TV guide is still a thing. I know. No, only online. <laughs> evidently, and. Uh, their number two pick of a show not to miss under any circumstances is Agent of Shield. What? Uh, That's Joss is doing it. I'll watch it. Oh, not only is that happening, Joss is actually helming it. He's yeah, I'll watch the first that. ten episodes. Agent Coulson lives. And Agent Coulson lives. Yeah. Yes. Yay! Somehow, he was wearing <sighs> a bulletproof vest the whole time. I believe this is a prequel. No, it's not. No, I said they would write Agent Coulson into living. So, Because it was, and having now seen Avengers, which I admit I didn't see for a long time, it's totally plausible that he lived. Yeah. They, they could use the C word, but then I would get upset. But, you know, they use the C word all the time. Clone! If anybody's wondering. No. I was If you wondering. watch the movie, it's entirely possible that they lied about him dying. Just and so, there's, um, there's actually a good reason for it. Yeah, and they have a reason for it. So Just to make everybody it? angry. Okay. Yeah. Although yeah. I didn't think he was so endearing as everyone thought. I don't either. That was the one thing. I loved Avengers. I did not get the whole Agent Coulson thing. I'm like, oh, that's a shame he died. Moving on. I like I was Karma. I was a lot more interested in what was going on between Loki and Thor and Hulk and yeah. I was much more interested in what was going on between Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. Oh my gosh, have you guys heard of Science Bros? Because it was gay sex. Science Bros. (laughs) Okay, alright. So Science Bros is this thing that I discovered because Mark Ruffalo discovered it. Who's Mark? Yeah. Who's okay. Mark, Mark Ruffalo? No, Rose I wasn't going to. Corner Dome. Wow. Uh-huh. I wasn't going to go there. Go on. Um, and, and there was an article on BuzzFeed, and if you Google Science Bros, you'll come up with all these, 
uh, homoerotic pictures of Tony Stark and Bruce Banner, and they're so <laughs> fucking cute. Some of them are just adorable. And um, during this interview, this this over the phone, this person asked him if he'd ever heard of Science Bros, and he was like, no, I'm going to Google it right now. And he did, and he could not stop laughing. He was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And then um, at, at the end of the interview, they asked him, "So, so do you do you ship Tony and and Bruce?" And he was like, "Hell yeah!" And I'm gonna call Robert and tell him about this right now because he's gonna laugh his ass off. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. But seriously, go check it out because it's so cute. I love it dearly. Oh my god! Science Bros. Zombrian, put in a link to Science Bros. I will put in a link to a Google. To let me Google that for you, to sci- of Science Bros. Can we talk about Kickstarter now? Sure. No. Science okay. Bros. Sorry. We we all have Kickstarter. I have two Kickstarters. Very quickly. Um, one. Take your time. You're good. Well, I don't really care about my Kickstarter, so. No, okay, you I, slowly. I actually pull one. I want to say thank you. I don't know if our fans had anything to do with it, but I'm just saying that there was a there is a Kickstarter and it got funded that they're going to make a bio of Dr. T- Dr. Demento. If you don't know who Dr. Demento is, look it up because you should know. He has brought more joy into music than I think anybody ever. If, if, you, if you know who Weird Al Yankovic is, he got everything he learned from Dr. Demento. That's right. Dr. Demento actually helped start Weird Al's career. He, That's right. He actually would play William Shatner singing. Okay. He was... <laughs> <laughs> some of the... But that was so cruel of him to do. <laughs> some of the most famous comedy parody songs you've ever heard started on the Dr. Demento show. He's been doing this for something like 40, 50 years. And there was somebody who wanted to do a biopic of him. And we actually heard about this a few weeks, uh, a couple weeks ago, X and I. And so we went online and he had actually signed up for it a little while ago. And today I finally got on there to see it. And they had all kinds of amazing things that you could get for all, all different kinds of price ranges from two bucks all the way up to literally $10,000. And believe it or not, the $10,000 ones were gone. But they had $1,000 left today that they had to make this morning at 8 o'clock. And so I put it on our Facebook and I was like, come on, let's let's help out Dr. Demento. And do you know by 2 o'clock this afternoon, they actually made it. Very cool. So if any of our fans helped with that, God bless you all. And we're all going to get some really cool stuff now because they're going to make the Dr. Demento biopic, including I'm getting a copy of the movie so that I can, and Blu-ray so I can see it. And I'm very Very excited about this. Very cool. And then the other one that next to that, as I was looking around, was I actually found a Kickstarter, which our fans may want to also they might want to check this thing out. They're trying to raise money to put a big gold uh, bust sculpture of H.P. Lovecraft into the Providence, Rhode Island Library. And you would not believe some of the amazing gifties that are attached to this project. Unfortunately, some of the lower end 
of the giving spectrum, they're okay. It's the really big ones that you want to take a look at. And the unbelievable thing is that a lot of them are already gone. We're talking original Mike Mignola art. We're talking uh, original copies, leather copies of the, uh, I forget his first initials, but Mr. Joshi, the man who did the definitive biography on H.P. Lovecraft. Leather-bound, signed copies. Copy, whole libraries of the Lovecraft DVD movies by those guys who do the really amazing movies based on the Lovecraft stories. I mean, it's unbelievable the stuff that they are giving away. Stuff from Neil Gaiman, original art from all over the world. And some of the stuff is completely gone. Like they had a $10,000 one. It's gone. Wow. It's gone. But they they just started, I think it's just like a couple days ago, they started this. They need a $30,000. They have 15 already. Nice. <laughs> They're halfway done and they just started. So go over and check it out, guys. And if you can donate, you may not get something as cool as a piece of original Mike Mignola art. But even if you could give a few bucks, um, I think they are going to have a little plaque that some people are going to get to have their name on. Um, they're sending free artwork. They're having all kinds of neat things, but go check it out on Kickstarter. Well, speaking of Neil Gaiman, my Kickstarter yes. was a game based on his Cthulhu Holmes mashup, A Study in Emerald. See how that all goes together? <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't really like Neil Gaiman, but I, I, I feel like our <laughs> listeners would like it. It's all for you guys. And by you, I mean... I'm sure one of you will like this. <laughs> like maybe Zombrarian. Exactly. What, what can you what can you get, Kriana? Well, what's in it for you me, can get bitches? A copy of the game and <laughs> stickers. Or I thought you weren't allowed to offer two copies of the game anymore. But I guess you can. Hmm. Just seems like more copies of the game. They may get shut down for that, actually. Oh really? Well, yeah, well, you're not, allowed, you're not really allowed to do that on Kickstarter anymore. They were sort of cracking down on the... Uh, $15? Well, uh, on the reseller the tiers. Like, it's not supposed to be a pre-reseller sort of thing. Oh. So, I mean, they're, they're doing pretty well. Um, they're well overfunded at this point. They have 57,000 pounds, almost 58,000 pounds of a 30,000 pound goal. Nice. So Yeah. So they're almost um, at 50, double. 000, so they hit fact. one of the stretch goals. They're at fifty thousand pounds. They're adding in a poster based on the artwork, and at eighty thousand, they're going to do eight custom designed wooden zombie pieces. So ooh, and they have twenty one days to go, so they could reasonably hit eighty thousand. Yeah, very reasonable. Well, I, I have, I think, what maybe one of the oddest ones. Um, the North Shore Public Library in Illinois has a $30,000 Indiegogo crowdfunding uh, idea to bring the Hulk to the North Shore Public Library. <laughs> Sorry. What they want, and I think this may be the oddest idea ever, uh, they want to bring a creation area for you to do podcasting, 
edit podcasts, uh, draw manga, draw uh, your own graphic novels, print them out, or, or create your own artwork or, or actual toys. So in order to do that, here's what they want to do. For $30,000, they want a nine-foot-tall Incredible Hulk statue, Hulk graphic novels, and an iMac with a drawing pad, editing software, a Cintiq interactive pen display, and a 3D printer. What's it have to do with the Hulk? Well, the whole idea is, you know, legitimizing the form for libraries, bringing in graphic novels and comics. So the Hulk is there, and then this whole high-tech station for people to use and play with. Well, and graphic no novels and comic books have been in libraries for years now. What they're saying is... But uh, this is a really cool new idea to bring the creation and make it accessible to people who probably couldn't afford things like 3D exactly. printers exactly. and fancy drawing software, which is all about what libraries are about. They're all about accessibility. Mm. Yay! But, I mean, a 3D printer. I mean, those That's are the fair. coolest things in the freaking universe. You and can put food puree in them and eat a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Magic School Bus episode where Ralphie gets sick. So the cool thing is there are 38 days left. They've got just about $1,000 now. They make $1,000 a day. They'll make it with room to spare. But for North Lake Library, this is probably a cool idea, and it really sounds like fun. Hmm. I just keep thinking if it's so high-tech that they would have had Iron Man instead of the Hulk. But that's just Science me. bros! <laughs> <laughs> you know, that can be their stretch goal. Science if they bros. get enough, if they get enough, ready, if they get enough for a Iron Man statue and a, a Hulk statue, they will rename the area the Science Bros Do Cool Stuff spot. There you go. If you, if you give them $1,000 for their goal, they will take oh a family God. photo of you and whoever else you want, turn it into a plaque, and hang it in the library forever. <laughs> that cool. is a promise. Forever. That's really cool, actually. That's one of the things, literally, really and truly, one of the things they teach you in library school is not to make promises like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> if the building burns down or the photo gets destroyed, you're in trouble. Wow. Fun stories. Anyway. On that cheerful note. Yep. Is it that time? Well, time for $50, for you can get a firefighter pizza party. But well, okay. there you go. So the <laughs> firefighters will be there to protect your family photo. No one there has to worry. I think we're Maybe all the family photo can be firefighters. Or family Maybe. fighter photos. <laughs> what if your family is made up entirely of firefighters? What if your family is entirely made up of photos of firefighters? What if your whole family are pyromaniacs? 
We are the pyromani. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> Thank you. So we're at the halfway point of whatever the hell it is we're doing tonight, which means yes. at some point we probably have to talk about robots. Zombrarian? There was one? Yes, there were several of them. We On had TV? There were. We had Robot Combat League. Which ended with an incredible season finale. It did. Can I just say how happy I was the Crash one? I was oh, really I really wanted Steampunk to win. I I I really liked actually liked both of those robots, but I was so happy to see the father-daughter team win of the NASA guy and his daughter cuz they just seemed so happy that they won. And then they went over to the the single mom there and they were like, "We will help you out." How nice is that? Yeah. Because yeah, they right. got what a hundred thousand dollars or something, something ridiculous like that, like that. Yeah. Something and they were like, "We will help you out." And I thought that was really nice of them. I mean, I'm sure she is like, "Damn it, we should have won!" But still, um, I thought that was nice of them to say that since Dad works at NASA, you know. So yes, what we did is we asked since we just got through the first season of Robot Combat League, we asked what pair of robots would our fans like to see fight in Robot Combat League. And we had quite a number of different choices this week. But the top three that we had, and would you believe it, we actually had a clear three winners, which is the first time in a long time. Coming in I, at number three. I really like who won, by the way, but that's Yes, <laughs> yes. Coming in at number three would be the prettiest of the matches. Yes, which would yes. Be Roy Batty from Blade Runner against the number six blonde clone from Battlestar Galactica, uh, Cylon from Battlestar Galactica. So you would have these very pretty robots fighting each other. Yeah, that would work. That would be really interesting. I think a lot of people would turn in for that one, tune in for that one. <laughs> Coming in at number two is Data versus the Terminator. <laughs> I don't know why that came in anywhere, but that was me. I, I thought that was kind of weird to have those two fighting each other personally, but I don't know. I guess. Anyway. <laughs> it, it came in at number two. It got quite a few votes. Coming in at number one, which actually was not a surprise to me knowing our fans, coming in at number one was Tom Servo versus Crow T Robot. Yes. MST3K. Because I think everybody would tune in for that one. Are you kidding? The snark alone would make it worth it. Absolutely. Our peanut gallery has gone quiet. <laughs> <Woo>, robot. <laughs> Our peanut gallery is drunk, evidently. Actually, we had more votes this week than we have for quite a long time. So, yeah, really yeah. Our, our people getting out the vote. Robots. robots. It's like China. Uh, it's like you know, in a Chicago election, vote early, vote often. That's right. Uh, we'll come up with like a new one this weekend. So, Kriana, before we talk to our two guests about them sneaking in to see a sneak review of Iron Man three, <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about why China may hate Iron Man 3's Chinese version. Okie dokie. Sorry, <laughs> had a knitting emergency there. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, Iron Man 3 has not come out yet, actually, but it will tomorrow. It's Thursday. We're taping. 
Correct. Um, You're okay. listening to this in the future. Right, wait, wait. In the future. That was good. Was that? that was good. Yeah, I liked it. Good job. Thank you very much. Bravo. Anyway. So, so, um, this was, so, Iron Man 3, many people don't know, was actually a partnership with China. And so, for China, oh. they decided to have a special Chinese version of the show, of the movie, in which they had a couple of Chinese characters helping out Iron Man. Now, it was about four minutes, and... They sort of made it out that this this Chinese doctor was going to be a major part of the plot and had a very complex character. Untrue. And yet, no. <laughs> Untrue. Oh, really? The Chinese actress who was in it didn't even have a name. I mean, she herself has a name, but the character does not. Um, <laughs> she, of wow. course, she has a name. Uh, can I pronounce it? Not going character to try. Character A. Not well. <laughs> well, uh, her name is. I'm looking for her name. Hang on. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can do it. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's do uh, Fan Bing Bing. Not, Easy for not, you to say. not joking. That's her name. She is amazing. Sorry. I had to introduce her. I mean, she's she very cute. Up, that's for sure. She shows up on my favorite fashion blog all the time. She basically oh, what has. A picture. She has her own category on my favorite fashion blog because they wow. can't do in or out posts about her because she's always flawless. Wow. And she, the girl can wear anything. She's amazing. She, anyway. She makes it work. If she had been in that movie, if she's in Iron Man 3, I'm going to die. Going to die. But didn't... Wasn't she supposed to be in the movie? Is what you're saying? I don't know. I wasn't listening carefully enough to Kriyama. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, and the Chinese actor... Oh God! <laughs> I'm trying to find his name. No, I, I found his name. I, I'm just trying to. <laughs> Wang Zui Chi. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. We, we apologize to anybody for mis. His name is Wang, it. guys. <laughs> yes. Maybe Kriana. we shouldn't give her caffeine oh, ever again. Oh no, his name is Wang. <laughs> right. So last week I got crap for what? <laughs> Okie dokie. Hey, you know the Chinese <laughs> blog Buddha Kicking Rabbit? What a great name for a blog. Is calling the movie ads the funniest part of the film. Wow, that was a non sequitur. I know, I just wanted to say the. So, anyway, the these four minutes Buddha that they added A, make no sense, B, just are basically product placement. And C, really, really, really seem like an afterthought, especially since they weren't directed by the actual director. And, you know, basically all you can see is the suit because he didn't go he there to there. shoot anything. <laughs> no one went to China to shoot anything. Nice. So, well, I mean, the Chinese people were already in China. They probably had some sort of suit built and that was about it. But you would think. Jarvis speaks Chinese during these four minutes for some reason. An Iron Man needs Chinese milk to revitalize himself. Mmm. Oh my. So instead of making a Chinese version of Iron Man 3, they made a milk commercial? <laughs> Basically. Kind of nice. sounds like it. I might be a little they, upset They tried to well. insert this Dr. Wu character 
so that it seemed like Iron Man couldn't possibly <coughs> succeed without him, and they were just kind of losers about it. Damn it, China. Someone's gonna commit suicide for this one. Oh, boy. No, that's Japan! No, I'm pretty sure no, it's China, China, too. China, too. Yeah. So. so, can we bring in our two guests? Yeah, just a second. Okay. Hello? Hello! Hello? Hello? Oh, my. Hello? Are you there? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, we can kind of hear you. Okay. Hello! Oh, I okay. can't believe we're on Sci Fi Saturday Night, Kriana. It's my dream. <laughs> dream so, so you two girls actually snuck into an advanced screening of Iron Man three? We didn't sneak. We actually we had tickets eventually. Oh, crap! <laughs> there was there was a quest for the tickets. It was huh. a highly dramatic story that we're not going to tell on the air. Okay. Oh, come on! We love to hear highly dramatic. Uh, it was dramatic it was highly story. dramatic. It somebody just, it got basically... stuck in traffic and had yeah, to hand it's, it's our Boston tickets traffic. to somebody else on the escalator. Yeah. And then we went in and got. Seats. Yeah, we got yeah. we got actually like maybe two of the last fifteen seats available. Oh my! That doesn't sound too dramatic, but go on, please. Well, they weren't letting anyone else in. They there were people who were turned away. It's That's true. dramatic. Did you almost cry? We did not. No. Oh. <laughs> no. no. So, well, and, Kriana didn't. I I might have. And and we got these awesome Iron Man three D glasses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. So your experience will begin when you're handed Iron Man themed glasses. And told basically that if you take your phone out during the thing, you'll be shot. Ah. But that was just for our screening because it was advanced. No, I'm I'm pretty sure it was for everyone's. Uh, Shield well, that's, agents that's rude anyway. You should, you should not the take your phone out during the movie. Well, no, I, should... I, I mean, they didn't want you to take any pictures or anything. They didn't want you to videotape the movie. Yes. No, I get that, but you shouldn't take your phone out during the movie anyway, because it's very annoying. This has annoying been a PSA. That's right. That's right. Okay. Now, you kids get off my lawn. No. That's right, damn it. No. <laughs> so, ladies, tell us about what you thought of Iron Man 3. How were the Chinese actors, by the way? They, they not were not in, in this version. And now I'm really upset because if Fan Bingbing had been in this movie, I would have paid to see it again. She would have literally died. I would have literally died. I would not be here today. Oh. Could you actually figuratively die? Or does it have to be literally? Well, not literally. Literally. Well, all right. And figuratively. <laughs> I mean, there's that whole thing where with little death and never mind. Oh, oh. creepy jar. Creepy jar. Okay, have you seen pictures of this woman? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she's really, really, Double really creepy ridiculously jar, but that's flawless looking. in every way. Really, really ridiculously good looking. Yes. Really but she wasn't in the movie, so it doesn't she, really she was not in our version of the movie, really unfortunate. Yeah. So the American Although there is an almost equally attractive botanist. She's not really a botanist. She gets very upset when you call her a botanist, but then what is she really? Kriana can tell you. She's she probably a super remembers science. No, no, no. She's really like a genetics person. She just you yeah. know, oh, experiments on plants and stuff. Um, so are are we going full spoilers here? Full what? spoilers she... ahead. Spoilers. Or, or, or do you just want like some of the good points? Go for it. Whatever you want. 
I'm good with it. All right. So because, ba- basically, you know her Too research bad. is she can she can have something engineer it to regenerate really awesomely, but the downside is that sometimes it explodes. Ah. Uh, fast so, forward. So fast forward, and there have been a bunch of bombings, and and we all sort of went. Because we Too saw this soon. Boss. That's a little soon. Too soon. <laughs> it was all about these crazy bombings and and how it was being terrorizing and and we were like, oh, oh boy. And Ben Kingsley as the terrorist is actually terrifying and amazing. And right. Even when you remember he's Gandhi. Especially. Even when you remember that. Especially. Especially when you remember that. Um, Man is genius. And, and then, alright, so so it turns out that, that, you know, Tony Stark was a dick to this guy. And what this, a surprise. This guy ended up funding this girl's research, and now they're turning people into bombs and using them for their terrorist thing. And, um... Also, Tony Stark, um, they wrote it so that it takes place after Avengers. And he's having so panic attacks. Yeah. It's really actually kind of wonderful continuity with Avengers. It made me very happy. Every time someone says nice. New York, he freaks out and thinks he's dying. Oh. Oh, my. Yeah, the first time he does it, he, he gets into a suit and he's like, Check my heart! Check my brain! I'm having a stroke or a heart attack! Wow. Has anyone who's had a panic attack knows how that feels? You really, yeah, yeah. you think yeah. you're dying. Um. So, yep. so that was cute. And then he... And, and and so it was very apparent that Joss consulted on this film. Why? Because he, he and Rhodey are sitting in this bar, and these two kids come up to him, and the girl says, will, will you sign my drawing and he, of Iron Man? And he says, oh, sure. And he turns to the little boy, who looks very distinctive, and he says, I loved you in a Christmas story. It's <laughs> this little round kid with little round glasses and you're like, yep. thank you for saying what I was thinking <laughs> nice. it is true, there are some really great moments and, and so, um, so he ends up uh, somehow getting to Tennessee he doesn't really know how he got there and, I wouldn't um, want to go to Tennessee we know how well, he yeah, got we know there. how he got there, but he doesn't and he ends up befriending this kid, and he asks the kid if he has a watch, and he ends up giving him his sister's watch, which is Dora the Explorer. And the kid goes, it's limited edition, you know. <laughs> they carry that careful, line but... through the entire movie. Limited edition? Limited. The, the watch keeps keeps coming back, and Tony Stark is like, well, you know, it is limited edition. Nice. Uh-huh. You break and it, so you bought it, be... and that's limited edition. And let me tell you, they're gonna sell these watches. I'm sure. Probably, (laughs) yeah, probably. But I mean, that's a total Joss thing to do. That is true. Funky kid in this. I have not seen a like. He's probably the best spunky kid character since the Goonies. Yeah, he he was really good. He was pretty he, awesome. At one point, and Tony's, Tony's about to it... take off, and, and the kid goes, "So you're gonna leave me just like my dad?" And Tony oh, goes, God. "Yeah, nice try, kid." And he goes, "Please take me with you." He's like, "You're gonna cry, really, really?" And he just takes off, and the kid's like, "Well, it was worth a shot." <laughs> it was yeah. so good. Nice. They don't change like Tony Stark doesn't become a mushy marshmallow the second he meets a cute kid. 
He interacts with him in a very t- appropriate and Tony Starkish way, and it's just it's more touching because it's not sappy. But I feel like he's not as much of a dick as he used to be. He's still really, really smart and pretty self-absorbed, but he's not a gratuitous dick. This is true. Pepper is teaching him things. Or the writing say, is just be better. Fault. The writing is just better. Also, if you remember the bodyguard character from the first two movies, which I didn't at first. Happy? Yeah, I didn't remember Happy at oh first, and God. then I felt bad because he's awesome. Um, you will be happy to know. Haha, <laughs> Happy. Wow. I get that. I that get that. Not only does he feature prominently in the plot. He has a mullet for at least ten minutes. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah, overall, was it was a pretty good movie. Definitely stay past the credits. Um, of course. As usual. For science bros. <laughs> oh, way to spoil the post-credits scene. Well, I didn't spoil it. I didn't say what happened. But, you know, if you need a little extra incentive, science bros. <laughs> I managed to sit at work today and tell my student workers who were asking me all about it and I told them straight-faced that none of the other Avengers were in this movie because I didn't want to spoil that. Well, that Aww, was stupid. That was nice of you. It was. Technically, they're not in the movie. Mm. Okay. Wow. I don't know why I'm singing. I don't know why you're singing either. Anyway, it was a very enjoyable film. It twists and turns on you a little bit. Um... I enjoyed it more than two and probably about on par with one. Really? I like okay. two more than one. I felt the the writing in one was very poor. Maybe I'm getting one and two mixed up. Maybe. Yeah, I felt like I felt like Tony's now becoming what they were trying to do. And an alcoholic? No. Likable. Well not not necessarily even likable, but like I feel like in Iron Man 1, he was less three-dimensional. He was just kind of a dick. And and now you sort of are starting to peel back the onion layers, and you can see he's a dick because he's so um, uncomfortable. And, and it's sort of... Uh, so we, we, may, we must be building up to him becoming the alcoholic. So so here's, here's the thing that I don't get. At the end of this movie, and for completely no reason it seems whatsoever... Um, they, they take all the shrapnel out of his chest. Huh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and he becomes not Iron Man. Well, yeah, and, and they take the... He arc- becomes Iron Filing Man. And, and anyway. No, no they, they take it all out, and then they t- he takes the arc reactor out of his chest, but I think that's what powered the suits, isn't it? And he yeah. destroyed all the suits. Well, yeah, but he can always build a new one. That's true. He's very good at that. That's interesting. So, so why? I don't know. Never read one of the comics, so I don't. I, don't... I feel like we've gone a little off book with that. But I you have to ask X. Get him up here. Seriously? We got ten minutes. Why not? Sure. Why not? Hold on a second. While she's getting him. Um. I don't know. What else Pepper are we gets talking to kick about? ass for a little bit, too. Pepper does get to kick ass. And then she for... turns around and goes, well, that was really violent. <laughs> <laughs> the characterization in this one is very good. And I feel like part of that is Joss's fingerprint part on of it. it. Yep. 
But he doesn't get a writer credit, so I don't think he did too much. <laughs> I think you're sorely mistaken, kitten. Yeah, I think I think he's he's overseeing the whole kind of thing. Okay, I went down in the dungeon and I found X who was busy drawing. Hi, oh, X. Well, don't pause. Hello, everybody. How's you all doing? Well, we're talking about spoilers for Iron Man three right now. Hmm. They got to see it. They all die in the end, right? Well, okay. So at the end. Well, of this, this is our question. At the end of this movie. Um, Tony gets all the shrapnel taken out of his chest, and then he takes the arc reactor out of his chest. But I thought that's what powered the suit, so now he's just sort of like a smart guy, and not actually Iron Man, right? Huh, well that's very interesting. I mean, I know in the comics right now that the suit has actually bonded to his flesh. Ew. Yeah. So this oh, is yeah. a completely different direction. Yeah, and, well, there was actually um, a comic about uh, like two or three years ago where a robot Ultron actually hacks him and because it's his flesh now it remolds him and he becomes female (laughs) (laughs) wow okay oh my yeah well that is uh that's a thing yeah hmm that's an odd thing but what the hell so but in the comics he never doesn't have an arc reactor well I'm I am actually not the one to say. I was never a fan of the of the Iron Man comic itself. I only read him in the Avengers, and even that was only like in the last few years. So I don't know. We were lied to about your level of expertise in this totally matter. But you know what? To. In the comics, Wolverine is like four foot nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point, sir. That is true. You're screwing with us. Yeah. And is definitely not Hugh Jackman. Yeah. It's small Jackman. Sorry. Creepy John! Wow. No, it's just like, <laughs> the longest time, everyone, ser- it, seriously, everyone assumed that Glenn Danzig was going to play Wolverine because they're like, yeah, he's a squat, muscular little troll. <laughs> Vern he's going to be perfect. Play and then Hollywood said, no, we ain't doing that. As they, Thanks, Hollywood. As they often do. Mm-hmm. But overall, mm-hmm. it was very entertaining. Good. We had a good time. We we relished our opportunity to see that movie at least three days before anyone else. <laughs> Except for all the people with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that you missed the whole discussion about the new Superman, what they're trying to do. Oh, that's what I was screaming about. Is it as bad as the Tim Burton version they were gonna do? Worse. Lex Luthor was a CIA agent. Worse. Can I tell him? Can I give him? Can I give him another heart attack? <laughs> don't do that. But... Well, then we I don't like think we that. should tell him because I think he'll have one. I'm I'm concerned for his health. I, I am. Gonna... He, he'll he'll have another heart attack, and we don't want. Are you gonna give down? him one from this instead? Do you have a defibrillator there. ready? <laughs> X. I want you to take a deep breath. Just dial 9-1 on the phone. And put your finger over the other one. As Kriana says to you. In the new Superman, Krypton still exists. Wait, what? (laughs) Krypton still exists. Oh, if you could see his face right now. Is he going white? Do you have pain in one of your arms? Press, press the one, press the one. 
Wait, say something! Looking like, like he doesn't understand English anymore. Wait, no, he because broke him. Listen, listen. listen. <laughs> All, right. All right, the mythos is quite clear. First of all, you Superman off, is the is the sole survivor of Krypton. Just him, except his and and wait, and his cousin, and his and his dog, and his monkey, and her cat and horse, and the the domed city of Argo, and uh, let's not forget the bottled city of Kandor. But aside from all them, he's the sole survivor. No, no, no. Oh, and, and, and the planet villain. is actually still there. And in one franchise, his parents also still exist as holograms. <sighs> and he has polar bears in front of the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> For no apparent freaking reason. Because they look cool, oh, you guys. Obviously. Because they and look And his cool. parents aren't Jor-El and Lara. They're Amy and Rory. <laughs> yes. How did you know? <laughs> of course. But no, you know what this means? Show again. Do you know what this means? It means there's no chance in hell of a Justice League movie now. That's true. I'm okay with that. All right. Yeah, and I'm on, okay with and that, And on the no chance in hell of a Justice League movie. I am okay with that because that means they're not going to put anybody in Wonder Woman's outfit. And they're not going to try to make an Aquaman movie. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> that would be worse go ahead and do that. Home. Nobody will go see that anyway. Oh, my gosh. You know what we could do then, though? We could... We could have unappreciated heroes movie day, and we could watch the Hulk movie with Edward Norton and the Aquaman movie. The original Fantastic Four movie that was never released. And Electra. Oh, oh. There good. you go. And Electra. For other reasons. Anyway. <laughs> my fantastical foursome. Uh, oh my. <laughs> What's coming up in the next couple of weeks, doll? Well, next week we have Eric Evanson, creator of the graphic novel The Beast of Wolf's Bay. That's, that's it. Very cool. Am I supposed to be going? Yeah. No, no. I didn't hear my sign off. Sorry. Sci fi. Who are we? Saturday Sci Fi Night? is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con, Granite-Con, and of ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by The Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD Hold the Folk at RobWatsOnline.com. Don't... I want to thank our usual suspects tonight from the Revere Time Vortex, this sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana and the Zombrarian. Thank you, ladies. We salute you. There from can the, be only one robot. From the Four Color Vault of Comics, thank you, Dead Redhead and Illustrator X. Uh, really, if if dial the other one, it's okay. <laughs> this is Tom saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Have a good night, everyone. I know.